You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thursday Night Football, Week 7, Jaguars at Saints. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use promo code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, I'm Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels, on the social media formerly known as Twitter, joined, as always, by my pal Jay Spin. Spin, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, Chris? It's been a good week so far for you, right? I, I don't know what you're talking about. It has been a rough <laughs> week for my Saints, and I'm not looking forward to, to Thursday's game. But let's just jump right into it. Your Bills were able to, to eke out a win. The Saints, not so much. And now they're coming into Thursday night, minus one home favorites, technically, to the Jaguars. What are you thinking when you see this line? Uh, I think I think Vegas doesn't really feel like your team is as good as you would hope, you know, especially at home. And, and that's scary. So for most people who don't look at or who don't understand, I feel like um, it's almost common knowledge that when there's a there's normally a three point swing when you're home, it's like, OK, that's home field advantage. So right. for here, um, you don't even have the full home field advantage being given to your team, which would make me nervous if I was a Saints fan uh, when it comes to betting on this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous as a Saints fan, regardless of betting on this game. I think for <laughs> someone who's watched uh, six weeks of Saints football, which we can get into of what exactly is giving me some concern here. I absolutely look at this game and say, I have no clue what's going to happen. I said a couple weeks ago that the the Commanders-Bears game was one of the games that we'd had so far in the season that any outcome was predictable for me. I could see a scenario where the Commanders were favorited and they would come out and just demolish the Bears. I also saw a scenario that ended up happening where the Bears shocked the world and pulled off a massive upset and put a stomping on the Commanders. This is the exact same. You could tell me this is a close game with either team winning, or you could tell me this is a blowout with either team winning, and I would think that that's possible. It is a crazy scenario right now. Yeah, well, and it's it's just because of the way uh, this game is set up. I mean, you know, right, you got both quarterbacks coming into this game questionable. Um, I, I think both will play, but, you know, both quarterbacks are questionable with an injury. Uh, you got it, – it's, it's a really – it's a really – I don't want to say fun, but it's an interesting setup for a Thursday night football game. Yeah, so at least this one is setting up to be something that might be a good game, at least. Maybe not a super exciting one, and I think it's going to be low scoring, but we'll get to that in a second. But the two teams have a lot of questions coming in, both at quarterback and otherwise. So right now, we talked about the Saints being one-point favorites. I'll skip ahead. Each individual team's over-underline is 19 and a half. 
So exactly the same. This is, for all practical purposes, a pick'em. Vegas, odds makers, DraftKings, no one knows what's going to happen in this game. So no one wants to set any odds that are super favorited on one side or the other. So right now, the Saints are minus 120 home favorites with the Jaguars at even money plus 100. I I know, Spence, we've been doing this six weeks now, but real quick for the people who might not understand, if I say Saints minus 20, what does that mean? When you say Saints minus twenty, that means that uh, the, tw- the 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 Saints are favored in that in that situation. Uh, when you see that minus, and when you see the plus, then that means that that team would be the underdog there. So uh, with the Saints, again minus twenty is that it, it's not that much of a favorite. It, you, you typically want to see where your team is favored, you know, minus one hundred or even more. You want it to be where it's you know something that you feel like your team is is favored enough to to put that money down and feel confident when you say, say minus 20, like we just talked about is showing that this game is going to be Vegas. Doesn't know our, our friends at sport at DraftKings Sportsbook doesn't know is one of those games. Like Chris said, it's a pick them. Yeah. And if I had to lean on something, it would probably be the Jaguars right now. Uh, if I had to go one way or the other, you mentioned quarterback injuries, and that's going to make a lot of headlines. Just Derek Carr dealing with a shoulder injury. Trevor Lawrence got banged up last week, and it's a short turnaround coming into Thursday night football. But it's other injuries that for someone who follows the Saints a little closer that really give me cause for concern. So Derek Carr has been under constant pressure every single drop back of every single game. That's why his shoulder has gotten injured is because he's been under such pressure. That's why his passing stats and his counting stats have been such crap this season because he hasn't had an opportunity for plays to develop. And coming into this week, coming into Thursday night, the offensive line might have two of the projected five starters. So when the season started, the the offensive line was probably going to be something like from left to right, James Hurst, Andres Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and Ryan Ramchek. That was, in an ideal scenario, what they kind of envisioned coming in. This week, it might be Trevor Penning, former first-round pick from last year who kind of has failed to live up to expectations so far. Max Garcia, who? Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, and Cam Irving. Like, who the hell is that? So (laughs) when you've already got an offensive line that has been giving up constant pressure, the second the ball is in Derek Carr's hands, opposing defensive linemen are in his face. Now you've got injuries to the best offensive linemen you had. Holy cow, is this not looking good for the – Saints and Derek Carr. It's not, but the thing that you can rest your, you know, you kind of have some peace about is on the other side of the ball. You have one of the best defenses in the league. I think your your defensive unit, you know, your top ten in several categories, or not top ten. I mean, like you're actually leading the league in several categories as far as defense. And I think it's, I think it's one of those things where, especially if um, Trevor Lawrence can't go. I think it's something that you can say, look, we can stop these guys from scoring. So I, I think I get I get your point about the offensive line and, and protecting Derek Carr. But I also if I were a Saints fan, I would be confident defensively going into this game with a beat up uh, Jaguars team. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. It's not just I'm piling on the Saints here. There are a set of rose colored glasses that you could look through and, and, and stats that you could look at to try to say, here's why the Saints could win. So I'll, I'll give one example. The Saints and the Jaguars have had one common opponent so far in 2023, and that's the Houston Texans. The Saints played the Texans last week and lost by one possession. So it was 20 to 13. 
the Saints missed two field goals, were still driving to at least tie the game in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. a close game lost on the road in Houston by a touchdown. The Jaguars and Texans played in week three, and the Texans beat the Jaguars by 20 points, 37-17. to 17. Shut the Jaguars out in the entire first half of that game, and it was never a contest. So you can look at something like that, and the Jaguars were playing at home, by the way. So you could look at something like that and say, well, laws of syllogism, if X is greater than Y and Y is greater than Z, therefore X should be greater than Z. It never plays out that way, right? Never. But if you look at these two teams and say, what can we look at to try to be some barometer? They've at least both played the Texans. So if you want to use that and you want to use the fact that the Saints are playing at home, you want to use the fact that Saints offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael is going to be calling plays like his life depends on it. There are things you could look at to say why the Saints could win. I just feel really nervous putting money on the Saints at this point. No, I understand completely. So uh, speaking of who we're putting money on, so I mean, let's let's get to the over under and the, how, how where are you going with this? Because like you said, it's very close. It's one point spread. Um, are you going to take your team again this week? Because last week that didn't go too well for you. <laughs> That's right, right. <laughs> so I, I've gotten burned once. I, I'm I'm not going to pick either team in my parlays that we'll get into in a little bit. I'm not going to pick either mm-hmm. team to win just because I'm not confident enough in either team winning. But for the over-under, the right now, the total points of 39 and a half, I'll take the under there. The Saints are on track to score 14 offensive touchdowns in all of 2023. Total oh right now. They have not been putting up points. They've put up less uh, than 20 points in five of six weeks, I think. Like, it has been rough. So, I'm not sure which team's going to win. It could either one wouldn't surprise me again, like I said before. But I'm smashing the under of 39 and a half. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I did I did go ahead and take the Jags. Um, but I am I'm with you on that under. Uh the and that the so the Jags plus one, it's not like it's gonna make you a ton of money there. But no, I I um I think if I'm going into this game, if um the offense is able to do anything that they've been able to do in certain weeks during the season we've seen a good connection between calvin ridley and trevor lawrence we've seen uh christian kirk have a pretty decent outing so far this season and then travis Etienne to me is starting to look like the, the running back that they drafted him to be so i just i'm thinking that we're going to see some one or two big plays that's just going to be the difference throughout the game i don't think they're going to blow you guys out i don't think it's going to be anything where um you know you're going to be embarrassed next week to come on and talk about the game i just think that you know, it's going to be at least a, a play or two by and it's going to be either Calvin Ridley or Travis Etienne that's going to kind of set it apart for for the Jags. Yeah, we could talk about the, those players again in a second. So I, I get why you say the Jags. It gun to my head right now. I probably pick the Jags, too, uh, especially at plus money or at least even money right now. But let's get into the first score. It's It's one of the things we've been tracking all week or all season long. So stats hop on with us. First score of the game last week, stats, play the bell for Spence. He got it right. We didn't. So last week, Spence, you had Chiefs field goal as the first score of the game. Stats and I said Chiefs touchdown. We had a little more faith in Mahomes and that offense. Didn't play out so well. But new week, new game, new bets. Uh, let's see what we got. So first score odds right now. Jags TD at plus 265. 
Jags field goal at plus 295. Saints touchdown has the best odds at plus 225. And Saints field goal at plus 290. Stats, let's start with you. What do you think? I'm going to go Jags field goal. I don't like starting with field goals. I like to generally root for touchdowns. I don't like to root for drives to stall out in the red zone. But I think the Jags will do enough. I like ETN, everything you guys have been saying about him. I think he's really starting to come into his own as a player. There'll be enough to get down the field, but that Saints defense is going to stiffen in the red zone. So I'll go Jags field goal, please. What about you, Spence? What are you seeing? I could see exactly why uh, stats would go Jack's field goal there, but I'm going to take the 265 uh, for Jack's TD. You know, I think uh, scripted drives typically um, are are those drives where you know, especially when you have a team with a good quarterback and Trevor Lawrence is that. Now again, it's questionable if he's going to be there, but I think if he plays, I'm looking for you know, I'm looking for them to come out, be efficient, move the ball down the field, and actually punch it into the end zone. Yeah, I think it's important to say, I should have said this earlier, that we are recording this early Wednesday morning before the Thursday game. So news could obviously change and and come out about Trevor Lawrence's game status, but right now he's expected to play. So here's the deal for me. I look at this and I say plus 290 odds on Saints field goal might be some of the easiest money in this game. I think that the Saints, for for all the, the problems with the Saints offense, Their defense has played extremely well. The Superdome is still a great home field advantage, and the crowd's going to be hype for prime time. So if the Jags start with the ball, we talked about the Saints' defense. I think the Saints end up forcing an early punt. On the other side, if the Saints start with the ball because the Jags won the toss and deferred, I cannot stress enough the struggles this offense has had, especially in the red zone. And that's been a Derek Carr bugaboo his entire career. So we've talked earlier about Kirk Cousins in primetime. What Kirk Cousins is to primetime is what Derek Carr is in the red zone. So I would love to hear the Saints are able to punch it in the end zone every time they make it in the red zone. I just don't see it. So I'm going to take Saints field goal at plus 290. I will say, you know, it's been a league-wide drop this year when it comes to red zone efficiency just and and I don't know what the answer is to that and you know I've been trying to watch a little bit more of just every game and I've been trying to kind of figure it out but um, it just seems like this year defenses are are doing a better job Um, even if it's slightly they're doing a better job at stopping teams so I understand your your frustration with your team too but just know it's it's literally around the league it's it's league-wide for sure it I just think the Saints problems that they have with their offensive line with constant pressure, with a lack of holes opening up in the run game. All of that just gets compounded when you have a short field up against the red zone. Yeah. Let's talk about parlays now. We we had some last week. Uh, Usually we offer a few. This is the one time I'll do it. Stats, play the bell for me. I had an aggressive parlay hit last week. Let's see. And I told you for what it's worth, Spence. I told you. Last week, one of my parlays is going to hit again, and it did. Well, this week, <laughs> I got another set, and I'm, I'm feeling good about it. So before we get into it, you've done such a good job explaining it through six weeks. One more time, for the people, what's a parlay? Let's get it. So a parlay is just a type of bet where you combine multiple individual bets into a single bet. And then what you're doing is in in order to win, you got to correctly predict the outcome of each of those individual bets in that in that parlay. And so if one leg doesn't hit, 
the entire thing loses. So it's a high risk, high reward type of situation. Uh, and I mean, it, it's what makes it fun, though. This is why we're having a good time on the show for seven weeks now. Yeah, so it's all or nothing, right? If, if one piece doesn't hit, then the whole bet's a stinker. Last week, I had a aggressive parlay, which was three legs. It hit. It was Chiefs minus 10.5, Mahomes over 271 passing yards, and the Broncos failed to score in each quarter. And the Broncos lived up to it and stunk it up again, so that Man. bet ended up all paying off. You know what's funny? So if you look at the the earlier part of the season, it's like, and that's why I was I was you know I was speaking with my chest out last week when it came to Russell Wilson. I'm like, Russell Wilson is not the problem. Are you kidding me? They can't stop. They couldn't hold water with a cup. If you're looking at that defense, like I was going in, and then last week the Chiefs' defense, I mean the 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 Broncos' defense, really it wasn't the game from the Chiefs that you would expect as far as points. The season they're not yeah. putting up the type of points that you expect, but the defense did his job. And then Russell Wilson comes out and he's atrocious. He looks terrible. Every single one of my bets were based on Russell Wilson looking like he did for the first five weeks of the year, and then he comes out and he lays an egg the one time I choose to believe in him. Thanks a lot, Russ. Thank you. See, I, I, my heart is so happy right now, Spence. You're, you're speaking with such anger and spite. <laughs> We're going to add Russell Wilson to the list that has Kadarius Tony, that has uh, the entire – uh, commanders team and all seven of their fans and we're just gonna make our little hate list okay <laughs> the commanders are good yeah the commanders fans are gonna get you man <laughs> yeah all seven of you get my get my ads all right so first parlay we usually try to stick a little more conservative I'll, I'll start and say this is the most one of the most aggressive conservative parlays i've had it is three legs over under 30. So I have the under of 39 and a half for the over under. I, I talked about that earlier. I think that both teams could struggle to put up points. Specifically, I then have the Jags under their 19 and a half. The Saints defense has played incredibly well. I think they're going to be playing fired up at home. So Jags under 19 and a half. And then the third leg is Jaguars record at least one sack in the game. That might be the easiest bet you could place the whole game. So Jaguars get at least one sack. That is plus 162. So a $100 bet pays out 162 bucks if those three things happen. Spence, do you have a conservative parlay for us? I do. And look at this for the first time all year. Stats. I know this isn't normally when you play the bell, but play the bell here. Because for the first time all year, my conservative parlay is less or more conservative than Chris's. How about that? That doesn't happen. <laughs> So at plus 154, I'm going to go over 0.5 interceptions for Derek Carr. So he just has to throw one. And I think that's likely. You got yes to both teams scoring 10 points. And then 25 Calvin Ridley alternate receiving yards. And that's plus 154. I like it. I hope Derek Carr doesn't throw a pick. But <laughs> I like the bet. I, I also hope the Saints have already pitched one shutout on defense against the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Granted, the, the Jaguars offense is better than the Patriots. But if you tell me that the Saints are able to just shut out the Jaguars, I believe it. If you tell me the Jaguars put up a 30 spot on the Saints, I believe it. So I just have no clue at this point. Uh, I think it's, though, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's just funny because you like when it's about your own team, you can hear like the disappointment in your voice when yeah. you talk. It's like I believe it if you tell us we shut them out. I believe it if we get blown out. I, I just love it. Go ahead. Uh, 
Listen, I, I am always honest. I, I never try to, to be a homer, so I call it like it is at this point. I just have no clue what to do with this team. All right, but you, you made a comment earlier that your conservative parlay was more conservative than mine. That might be a trend, so let's get to your aggressive. It actually, I think that it is. My aggressive parlay, we're looking at uh, plus 395. And what we're going to do here, we're going to go. We're going to take the under on 39 and a half total points. I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara for any time touchdown and then Travis Etienne Jr. for any time touchdown. And that was plus what? 395. Yep, here we go. So my aggressive plus 550. We're getting it here, okay? <laughs> so three legs again. Derek Carr under one and a half passing touchdowns. So he throws for one or fewer passing touchdowns. So I've talked about his struggles in the red zone. If they get close and it's goal to go, I could see Alvin Kamara punching it in the end zone. So one or fewer passing touchdowns. On that point, Alvin Kamara, anytime touchdown score. So again, he's at this point, the focal point of the Saints offense with the ball in his hands, whether it's on the ground or in the kind of extended run game with the short passes. Alvin Kamara, anytime touchdown score. And then third leg, Calvin Ridley under 54 and a half receiving yards. So I expect Ridley to be shadowed most of the game by Saints Pro Bowl cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore has faced Ridley before during Ridley's time with the Falcons, likes those kinds of matchups. Granted, Ridley could get 54 and a half yards on a single catch. That's just the way that works. The Jaguars could move him around, put him in the slot. Lattimore doesn't often travel to the slot. But when Ridley's outside, I think Lattimore is going to be lined up against him and will hopefully be able to shut Ridley down to under 54 and a half receiving yards. Those three things happen. Carr under one and a half passing touchdowns, Ridley under 54 and a half receiving yards, and Alvin Kamara scores a touchdown in the game is plus 550. $100 bet pays out 550. So my aggressive parlay, more aggressive than yours. It is. And you know what? I like it. The only thing for me personally that scares me is that Calvin Ridley bet. Um, and I get why you I love Lattimore. I, I think he's one of the, the best cornerbacks in the league. And I think if people don't see him that way, then they need to learn what the cornerback position is. He's amazing. However, I think going against Calvin Ridley as a Falcon is completely different than going against Calvin Ridley here. I think as a Falcon, um, you know, he just didn't have at that point. It wasn't a good it, it wasn't Matty Ice. You know, it wasn't Matty Ice getting him the ball. And then um, at that point, you know, Matt Ryan just wasn't – the offense for the Falcons hasn't been efficient now for years. So I think it's I think it's a little bit different of an expectation. So that was scary. But I think overall it's a, it's a good parlay. It, that, but that's just the only one that makes me hesitant. Well, sure, that's going to be the, the trickiest one of the three legs. But the odds there of 550 make it a little hard to pass up. But gotta love it. Five fifty. I don't think those are going to be the highest odds, the craziest odds we got. So, what's your? Do you have a parlay with higher odds than plus five fifty? I do. I got my crazy parlay at plus nineteen hundred. We're going big time here. Uh, so, I'm going to say over nine and a half total first points for the Jaguars. I think they can score a touchdown in a field goal. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that I have. Uh, this is the part where I talked about that interception uh, for Derek Carr. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville defense or special teams with an anytime touchdown. I'm thinking we're going to see a pick six. And then I think the Jags are the last to score. I went with them uh, to win the game. So I'm going to say that they are the last to score. And we're not even going to give the Saints an opportunity to try and make a comeback on that last drive. Yikes. You just kill it. Just twist the knife while it's in, Spence. 
get it. Mm. All right. So, but here we go. Yet again, my crazy parlay, crazier than yours, plus 2,600. Only three things have to happen for a $100 bet to play to pay out 2,600 bucks. And here are those three. Number one, Derek Carr over half an INT. So you inc- included it earlier. If he throws one pick in the game, this first leg happens. Right. And last week he didn't throw a pick, but he threw the ball right into a defender's chest and the <laughs> defender just missed it. So Derek Carr over half an interception. Leg two, Alvin Kamara over 80 rushing yards. So that's an alternate rushing total. Alvin Kamara over 80 on the ground. And then the third one, and this is the one that really brings this to the the plus 2,600, is Taysom Hill anytime touchdown score. I talked about the Saints' problems in the red zone. I talked about the Saints' problems punching the ball into the goal from the short goal-to-go scenarios. I could see as a way to try to change things up, Taysom Hill getting his first touchdown of 2023 in at quarterback, rushing the ball at the goal line. Because the Saints' offensive line has had problems opening holes up in the run game. So what better way than to put Taysom in there and get you an extra man on the Saints offense in that run game, another blocker, and then Taysom running just full strength ahead uh, to try to punch it in. If those three things happen, you're looking at plus 2,600. And because I've said it, it's not going to. And you know what? (laughs) I think as a crazy and aggressive parlay, that's one that I would actually take because I think a lot of those things can and will happen. Like part of that leg is obviously something that was in another of my parlays. So, um, no, I, I I love it, man. I think I think you're going to hit on this one this week. Well, if so, if Taysom scores a touchdown, Kamara finishes with over 80 rushing yards, even if Carr throws a pick. If you tell me those you're two things happen, the Saints win. The Saints probably okay. win that game. Um, well, I think that's a fair. So I, I, think that's a- I, I can say that too. I'll, I'll just another little aside. If you look at the game stats after the game's over, if Taysom Hill has a touchdown and Kamara's over 80 rushing yards, I'm going to say the Saints win automatically. I won't even need to know the score. Okay. I just, um, like I said, I think that interception also can go wrong against it. So, because you can get two touchdowns and still lose a game. So, um, I, I would like to see Hill score, though. I, I like Taysom Hill. I wish that he was even more involved than he is you know i just when when they used when they utilized him really as their secret weapon in that you know that swiss army knife man i i enjoyed watching it and i think that the offense had more surprises for defenses and i'm not sure and maybe i don't watch them enough at this point now but i, I have tried to watch a few of the games leading up to the show and I, I feel like you know he's just not as involved as as i would have liked to see him yeah they're trying to phase him out and to make one quarterback, in this case, Derek Carr, be the guy. So it hasn't worked so far just because of the offensive line. So I think they might start pulling him back in. As it relates to the interception thing, you're like, well, if Carr throws an interception, that could be a little tough. As a Saints fan, let me get on my soapbox and cry for a second again. Last week against the Texans, C.J. Stroud, coming into the game, had not thrown a single pick in his NFL career. Mm -hmm. He throws his first interception, throws it right to – a Saints linebacker, Zach Bond, who returns it 15 yards, then immediately fumbles the ball on his return back to the Texans, who then end up gaining yards with a new first down after the play was over. So Stroud throws his first pick, 
But when all is said and done after that play is over, they have a new first down and are further down the field. So listen, if Carr wants to throw a pick, he can do it as long as the Saints end up getting the ball back immediately further down the field. Well, I, I hope that something like that happens for that. That's just a I need crazy it. My soul needs it. But like I felt for you when that happened, I'm just like, oh, my God, I know Chris is over here. Like, I know he's pulling his hair out. I just knew the it. emotional roller coaster of just <laughs> once the pick was thrown to the heartbreak. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the world felt it. Uh, my heartbreak once he fumbled the ball. But I don't have Derek Carr over half an interception as my bet of the week for the game. But I do have a bet of the week. So before we get into those, let's bring stats back. Stats, I want to see your bright and shiny face. Hello, beautiful. Shiny. Well, that's just, I think it's your halo light. You're a little glistening there. Yeah, Sorry. I'll work on that. Yeah, we need some powder gets, before. I was going to say, he gets the powder. You know, he's not shiny. So, Stats, have you looked at this game and found a bet of the week? Of course I have a bet of the week. Do you even have to doubt it? Never. I should never doubt it. What do you got? Stats is always prepared. So I'm, you know, you know me, I tend to go to the well if it's working and I have had very good success finding a defensive player and betting on them to get a sack. So I'm going to continue that trend. I'm actually going to go Cam Jordan in this game over 0.25 sacks. So he doesn't even have to get a full sack, just a half sack for Cam Jordan in this game. And I will be in the money. It's plus 160, which I love for that one. And I know Jordan only has one sack on the air. I think he's due. This is a guy that has consistently put up double-digit sacks in his career. I think the Jags, you know, Trevor Lawrence has got that knee injury. He might be a little banged up. Maybe his mobility is not quite what it is. He might be a little less willing to scramble around. I think all that's going to add up to Cam Jordan getting at least a half a sack in this game. And at plus 160, that is too good for me to pass up. So my issue with that is Cam Jordan, great player, hopefully future Hall of Famer, definitely future Saints Hall of Famer. He's getting a lot of attention on opposing offensive lines, and it's been the other end, the right defensive end, Carl Granderson, who's been racking up the sacks here for the Saints. So I'd be a little concerned with Cam Jordan, but I wanted to follow your lead stats, and I picked a defensive sack as my bet of the week. But I'm going on the other team. I'm saying Josh Allen, not your Josh Allen, Spence, the other Josh Allen for the Jacks, over 0.25 sacks at even money of plus 100. So for all the reasons we've talked about, I think Carr's getting sacked probably multiple times this game. I'll, I'll set it at three. I see three sacks for Derek Carr. I think Allen can get at least a half of them. So that's what I have there. What about you, Spence? Well, I'm going to go uh, with my man Calvin Ridley. I've been, you know, I've been a fan of his all season. I think the move, the, the trade to the Jacksonville Jaguars was a good move for for the team and I think for him. And uh, so I'm going to go Calvin really anytime touchdown at plus 195. I think, you know, we've seen him have games where he didn't show up, but then we've seen games where he blew up. And I think on a primetime event, he's going to try and show out. So I'm going to go Calvin really. Well, that's a great transition because I'm going to ask a question. And I think the answer is yes. Is Calvin Ridley your Thor award winner? He absolutely is. I think um, it, for me, it was tough. It was between him and Travis Etienne, because like I said, everything I've been seeing from Etienne over the last three or four weeks is showing me that he's, you know, he's really back to being himself and he looks very good. But at the same time, again, I just think that Calvin Ridley um, has shown that he's he's definitely a big time wide receiver. And I think 
you know, as long as as long as car, not car, I'm sorry, as long as uh, Lawrence's knee kind of can hold up to to get the ball out to him, I think he's going to have a, a huge game. Yeah. So for the record, let go ahead, stats and play the Thor sound effect. The power of Thor. Thor Award, I say R, Spence, your Thor Award, how dare me try to steal that there for a second, uh, has been given to the player that we project to have the best fantasy game uh, in the game. And I could see Calvin Ridley. I think Travis Etienne, of the two you said, has a stronger shot because the Saints' run defense has given up chunk plays, and I do think Lattimore is going to be on Ridley all game. But I, I know I picked the Jaguars this whole way, Fingers crossed, I'm saying Thor Award, Alvin Kamara. I'm hoping this is the Alvin Kamara game where we get to see Kamara show the world in prime time why he is still one of the NFL's best, one of the most elusive, one of the most explosive, one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL. So let him score a touchdown for one of my parlays, right, because I had Kamara anytime touchdown. Uh, I also said over 80 yards on the ground. I think he picks up a ton of catches and receiving yards. So if you have him in half point or full point PPR leagues, he should be a beast there like he is every week. So give me Alvin Kamara as my Thor award. I like that. You know what? I love Alvin Kamara though. And I think that um, it's actually sad to me when you're in the national conversation now that he's not like, I feel like everybody still knows that he's a productive back and especially fantasy players, right? Like fantasy football owners is like, Hey, I need Calvin Ridley if he's there, but I mean, I need, Alvin Kamara if he's there but the thing is he's not talked about in the, in the same breath as the um, Christian McCaffrey's Saquon Barkley's and Derrick Henry's and stuff anymore and I think it's a little unfair I think his I think he is still that efficient and great of a player I just think that the offense just hasn't been humming you know the the points haven't been there like you mentioned earlier and other things to go but he's still very much a very good player he will absolutely I guarantee it for anyone watching the game Thursday night, we'll have a couple plays where you'll just go, wow, where you'll say, I thought he was down. I thought he was going down the balance, the patience as a runner. He'll just mm-hmm. have a couple moments where you realize, oh, no, he is still that dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and I see that every time I watch him. And hopefully uh, this is one of those games that's on the, the stage for him since it's prime time and everybody's watching. Hopefully it's one of those things where you say, hey, this is a reminder that I am one of those guys. Like, remember me and include me in these conversations. Speaking of remember me and include me, let's remember Spence for killing last week again with the Marvel trivia question. And let's remember stats by having him come back and join us again. So we can set up our MCU trivia question of the week and the the betting prop that he's got behind it. So for those who don't know, six weeks in, each week Stats has given us a MCU Marvel-based trivia question. The winner of the last week gets first dibs at it the next week. And then if you get the question right, you get first crack at a specific a betting prop that Stats has selected for the game. Spence, you won last week. I don't even have to ask Stats if he's ready. I know he's ready. I'm not even going to assume otherwise. So Stats, hit us with the question. All right, Spence. Hope you're on your game this week. We'll the see. first time we see Scarlett Johansson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is in Iron Man. Iron Man 2, specifically. However, we know her as the Black Widow. But when we first meet her in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is not the name she goes by. 
What is the alias that the Black Widow is using in Iron Man 2 when we first meet her? Go ahead, Chris. And you know what? I'm so I'm so pissed. I literally watched this yesterday. Like it, it's the anniversary of Tony Stark dying and all this stuff. And I literally text I, I text stats and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be ready because I know it's an Iron Man question. And I literally watched this and I laughed at that scene so much because she completely embarrassed Tony Stark. Like she she made him look like a fool when he was trying to flirt and all. and I don't remember her doggone name. Me either. I, I can picture the oh. scene. I know I know the, oh. the the scene in the ring where they pull up the iPad and they go over everything. It all. I just call her mommy. That's what I call her. That's, that's, uh, she's gorgeous, man. Yeah. She's gorgeous. The answer we were looking for is of course. What's your name, lady? Rushman, Natalie Rushman. <sighs> Natalie Rushman. Dude, I, I was ready for it yesterday. to be Iron Man 2 as the answer. I was ready for and, that. Right. I thought you were going to ask the show. Like, I thought you were going to say, when did she first show up? I'm like, Iron Man. I was ready. But you took it a step further. Good job. I Sam. specifically made it an Iron Man question because you told me you were watching the Iron Man. I, I put it on a T for you. I don't like this collusion. That's, that's, <laughs> well, no. I, let me go ahead and say that. <laughs> well, you this know, collusion, it's not collusion. I, I'm, I'm, we're, we're playing under protest. Under protest. No, well, you know now. what? So yesterday was a was a really rough mental health day for me. So stats texted me to check on me, which I appreciate. And first of all, I do want to say, let everybody know, it, it, we're still in October. It is a National Awareness Month for depression. So if you know anybody that may be struggling with it, please, you know, make sure you love one of them, treat them with some respect. But and again, I want to thank stats for even reaching out. I had a really rough day, but I. I watch Marvel movies when I'm not having a good day or anything anyways. And the fact that it was the anniversary of Tony Stark dying, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Tony Stark day. So I'm just like, stats, I know you're going to hit us with it because of that. It wasn't collusion. It wasn't. I promise. It was absolutely collusion. <laughs> and I do not like it. The NFL is launching a formal investigation <laughs> to illegal tampering. Uh, this well, is not still okay. law, so it don't matter. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get it right. <laughs> but you know what? Still, since you won the last week, you get first crack at it again this week. That's the rules we've been playing. So, Stats, what's the bet you got? The bet this week is Saints to win the game from behind. Yes is plus 220. No is minus 300. <laughs> Give me the no. <laughs> Give me the no. I already said earlier in my – um, it was one of my parlays where I said that uh, they're not going to, Oh no, it was the last score of the game was going to go to the Jaguar. So th they can't even do that. If the Jags are going to win and score last. So Nope. You know what? Screw this. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Saints are coming from behind. They're winning the game. They're shocking the world. Uh, it's going to be an incredible game. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the yes. Here's my only question. And I wasn't quite sure on this. Maybe you guys can answer it. Let's say the Jags get the ball first and go down and kick a field goal. But then the Saints end up winning the game. Yes. Count as yes. the Saints winning from Absolutely. Behind. Yes. Yeah, they're it's behind. They're down. It would be two things. Saints win, and at some point in the game, they are have fewer points. Well, no. It, it would have to be they would have to be down on that last drive. You can't say you win from behind if you're winning on the last drive. So you're saying it has to be the last drive puts them ahead that's the come behind win, right? Like you're, cause if you're up by a field goal or a touchdown in the fourth quarter and it's the last drive, you're not behind. Like the come from behind victory stat is typically in the fourth quarter when 
your team is losing and you have the opportunity to come back to win the game. Not if you're up by three for the entire dog. Come on. Come on, Chris. You know what? Fine. I don't care. I'll take it anyway. <laughs> don't lose that confidence. Don't. I you hope know what? Team wins, I'm man. actually, you know what? I, I'm going to say I would take the no, not because I think the Jags are going to win, but because the Saints are never going to be behind. How about that? How about the Saints are go. just going to get out to an early lead and build that lead and keep it the whole game? There you At go. me, Jags fans. <laughs> the Jags fans and the Commanders fans are going to get you together. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of Jaguars fans. I, I've seen too much about people in Florida. They scare me. But the, yeah, but the the six and a half uh, Commanders fans, they, they can whatever. They don't scare me. <laughs> they go down from seven to six and a half. This is oh, well because it, it was it's one guy who's just a little bigger, like he's he's a little heftier. So we, I'm counting him. I was just giving so him rounding half. So it's, yeah, gotcha. so I was just rounding <laughs> rounding up to seven. All right, uh, bet of the week across the NFL. Uh, I just want to go ahead and start with mine because we talked about it earlier, and the Broncos are trash. They're absolutely yeah. garbage. So. My bet of the week is Packers minus one over the Broncos. Uh, I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to do anything. I think the defense is, has been consistently bad, let alone, you know, setting aside last week. And Russell Wilson has been garbage. So give me Packers minus one against the Broncos. What about you, Spence? You trust love? I agree with you about the Broncos. They're trash. But do you trust love? So I saw love lead the Packers to put up 18 unanswered points against the Saints and end up coming up and winning the game. I trust Aaron Jones. I trust Sean Payton and Russell Wilson to find a way to lose the game. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Well, my bet of the week, I'm going to go. I'm going to now this one is really a bet. Like this is something that I'm like, you know, I'm going to go Philly money line against the Dolphins at minus 125. Well, there you go. Eagles had another upset and we, we talked about the bills. We talked about the saints and the bills not having an upset. They were able to come out and win barely. I'm not sure it counts as a win. Uh, stats is 49ers getting upset, but Eagles dolphins might be game of the week. Absolutely. I think it's, it should be, it's lined up to be the best, just the best offensive defensive matchup against two juggernauts. The Dolphins have probably the, not probably, they have the best offense in the league right now. They're putting up Madden numbers. And then Philly still has the talent that they had from last year. They just haven't quite put it together in a dominating way yet. And look, there's no better time to do it than on Sunday night football against the number one offense in the league. This is the time for you to prove. And then for, for Jalen Hurts, he has to put all of these doubters to, to, you know, like, Hey, quiet down. Like, and I get it, you know, they're five and one, but he hasn't put up number. He hasn't put up numbers like CJ Stroud this year. So he's getting a lot of people uh, saying some things about him. And I think Philly comes out aggressive and they, they actually embarrass the dolphins on national TV. All right, we'll see stats. What about you? What's your bet of the week for the game? Uh, week seven. The other sneaky good game this week is Lions-Ravens. I'm yes. fascinated by this game because I'm still not all the way bought in on the Lions, but their offense is incredibly good right now, and they're getting three points in the game because they're on the road. And I know Lamar is really good, and I know that Ravens defense can put together some game plans to, to trick mm -hmm. some people, but I think I'm going to have to go with the Lions in this one. To me, their offense is just too good, and the fact that they're getting points – I don't know necessarily that they're going to win the game, but I think it's going to be close. So I'll take Detroit plus three against the Ravens. 
Nice. Yeah, that'll be another fun one to watch. Hopefully, since my Saints are playing Thursday night, I'll just be able to sit back on NFL Red Zone of seven hours of commercial-free football. Not sponsored by Red Zone, but Red Zone hit me up at Chris Tunnels. Uh, <laughs> and just be able to watch a little bit of football and, and watch some of these games. Uh, across the NFL, uh, only thing I've seen is Julio Jones, speaking of the, the Eagle spins, deciding that he's going to come back to the Eagles and, and re-team with A.J. Brown. Sure, I guess. But why? Why? Like for what? Ring what, chasing. What is the he, he's ring chasing. That that's what he's doing. He thinks the Eagles are one of the best teams in the NFC, which you just also kind of alluded to. So that they have a shot to win a Super Bowl, and Julio Jones played his whole career for the Falcons, and we know the Falcons were never going to win a Super Bowl ring. So here's this shot. Yeah, but I just I feel like when I see signings like this, it makes me think of uh, like Patrick Ewing in a Miami or a. a, a an Orlando Magic jersey. Like th- this is this is what we're talking about now. And it's like I love man, when I tell you I love Julio Jones, he's been one of my favorite wide receivers for basically his entire career. He's a he was a beast, man. One of the most amazing he is just not like come on, man. Like he's going to as he that said his his hamstring is going to be hurt in 2 weeks. I think he's is his hamstring, his chest, his neck, like he both hamstrings are gone. Like why are we doing this, man? Yeah. Come back, stats. I'm sorry. Be... I don't. I'm, I didn't mean to take what you were saying, but it's just annoying that it's like at this point we're still seeing these guys do this. Like, come on, man. Well, and don't forget, Julio Jones played last year with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay and averaged a whopping 29.9 yards per game with Tom Brady. And let's remember, I know he was the oldest quarterback and he retired. Tom Brady has never been the problem on any NFL roster that he's been on, including last, you know, his last season. It just. I don't I don't understand this. Do you like the signing, Chris? I, I like it for Julio. I mean, again, I think he based on the career he's had, he deserves a chance to try to win a Super Bowl ring. So sure, go get it, Julio. Uh for what it means to the Eagles, probably nothing. Julio's a glorified tight end right now. Um, who's not going to put up monster numbers. You already have Devonta Smith. You already have A.J. Brown at tight end. You already have Dallas Goddard. I, I just don't see what he's going to be bringing, but I get why both teams would do it. I mean, even just having him lined up in three wide receiver sets with Smith and with Brown, opposing defenses are going to at least have to look at Julio a little bit, which might take away some, some attention for A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. So, I get it. I don't think it's a, a big splash. I don't think anyone's going to be looking back and say, this is the thing that put the Eagles over the top. But good for Julio. I hope something comes from it. Now that he's this not wearing a Falcons McCoy. jersey, I can say it. Well, this is LaShawn McCoy on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If if the if they win a Super Bowl, it's going to be the equivalent to me of LaShawn McCoy winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady when he had, I think he had less than like 80 yards for the year for that team. That's what this is going to be. Ring still counts the same. I guess. But hopefully I get my ring after this week. Uh, hopefully these bets end up paying off. And you know what? Screw it. I've changed my mind. Saints are winning. So who dat? <laughs> Let's hit us with the outro stats and take us home. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. 
you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.